Welcome to Knit British, the podcast that explores all the connections of Britishness in wool, fibre and knitting. On this journey, meeting the people involved from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. This month, Knit British is delighted to be sponsored by The Knitting Goddess. Joy Macmillan is an independent dyer of British knitting yarns, producing luxury hand-dyed yarns from British wool bases. Joy is as passionate about sourcing homegrown fibre for her yarns as she is about colour. Make sure you sign up to the Knitting Goddess newsletter for exclusive subscriber discounts for the weekly shop updates. Click on the logo in the show notes or visit www.thenittinggoddess.co.uk Hello, thank you for, very much for joining me. It's always lovely to have you around here. I'm recording in a different room because it's cold today and I wanted to be in a warm, warm, slightly warmer room than my office, so I apologise if it's slightly echoey. And I also wanted to say a huge thank you for all your feedback from the last episode, which was those sneaky peeps at Edinburgh Yard Festival 2017. You guys loved that episode and you were so good because you wanted to keep the secret about who the mystery vendor was that made us all go screaming on Instagram and social media. I loved that. I loved that you were just referring to it as the B-bomb. Um, you can say now, Brooklyn Tweed is coming to Edinburgh Yarn Festival and you can get excited about that on Instagram. I loved that. I loved that you were going, I can't believe who the mystery vendor is. <laughs> loved it. You guys are the sweetest and the most awesome. And th- and. You know, welcome to you if you have come to the podcast today through that episode and you find it British because of Edinburgh Yarn Festival and the, the interview that we did. Uh, lots more to come on Edinburgh Yarn Festival in the future episodes. Um, uh, lots of exciting podcast uh, lounge stuff to talk about soon too. Have you grabbed a drink? Have you grabbed a whip? Because we're going to get cracking. I do have a drink and I do have a whip, but unfortunately the podcat is currently lying on it. Um, my current whip, actually she's lying on two of my current whips, I can see. <laughs> Which is very nice of you, you possessive cat. I have um, a couple of projects on the go at the moment, actually, which are happened to keep my attention. I don't know about you, but I find always find at this time of year, I want to cast on all the things. And then I go to the stash to find the yarn and I get the pattern. And then it's kind of like, meh, maybe not. I bought two patterns this week, which I had fully intended in casting on. And then I, and then I got as far as this watching stage and I was like, actually, you know what? I don't want to knit this. I don't know what that is. It's it's like startitis, but stop and startitis or start and stopitis. I don't know, but I have two projects that are really good projects for mindless knitting. One of them is the Fly Forward Shawl by Vera Valmaki, which was gifted to me incredibly kindly by Chef Mom Five, which was a really really sweet thing to do. She said she knew that I 
loved Gertrude shawls and um, it was in my wish list and so she she gifted it to me and that was really really sweet and I had actually just hand wound some yarn DK yarn the night before because I was determined to knit a nice double weight knit shawl and had found myself in that same situation of going nah uh, <laughs> when it came to casting on but I did not when it came to casting on the fly forward shawl I went stash diving and realised that I had the perfect yarn for this shawl in my stash and it is it's Wilmslow double knit from Yarns from the Plain and it's um, Blueface and Massam base which we will be hearing about a little later on uh, dyed in the Ask colourway and now Jeremy's going to start playing with her cat and mouse on the floor, which is really kind of it, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's lovely reds and pinks and and variegated. Now she's moved, I can get my get my project out. Really, really nice colours, and uh, I thought this would be perfect yarn for this shawl. I had two skeins of it already, and I thought I might just buy myself a third skein to make an extra smooshy long shawl. I had this in stash for a while actually and the fly forward shawl is really lovely so you, so you start with I think it was three stitches and then you knit a garter section and then you knit a twisted rib section and then you do some short rows then you knit another garter section and so on and what you get is this really lovely shawl with a lot of lovely movement in it but a lot of lovely squoosh and a lot of lovely garter so knitting on that um very pleased with that. That's the that's really the kind of knitting I need at the moment. Just something that doesn't take a lot of of instruction. That's easy to read, easy to do while I'm watching the TV, or just to distract me for for a little while. So that's fantastic. And the other project that I have, I'm gonna surprise you now, is a little crochet project. You might remember a few few months ago, a couple of months ago, I or last month, I reviewed Raw by the Crochet Project and I was talking about how I wish I could crochet. And then when I was in Harrogate visiting Joy and Bobby, the knitting goddess, I said to Joy how I wished that I could that I could do a crochet square because I really loved the texture of crochet and I really love how a crochet how crochet granny squares looked. So God love her. She went to her office, got a couple of crochet hooks, got some yarn, and she taught me how to crochet. And she was very patient. Been realizing in all my years of knitting that I've been making the slip knot wrong and taught me how to crochet my first granny square and I came home after that trip thinking I better not let rest on my laurels I better do some more so I got some of my hand spun that I had been drop spindling and some of my my first hand spun off the wheel and I thought right I'm going to use this and I'm just going to keep on going and not stop at six inches or whatever just keep on going so now my hand spun crochet blanket <laughs> rustic perhaps um, an artful 
attempt at crochet. But I figure if I, it's going to keep me warm. And if I keep going, you know, who knows what, how big it'll become. So I'm very grateful to Joy for that. So that's currently on the back of one of my chairs in the living room because I haven't been delving in the hand-spun basket recently to see if there's anything else suitable um, that I can use of any great length. Uh, so I am crocheting something else. And rustle, 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 the, the beauty of audio I have, <laughs> I have it here. I spied on Instagram a few weeks ago not even a few weeks ago, maybe even last week, that the little grey sheep were offering people the chance to try out their new Hampshire four-ply yarn in a really special way. And they were going to put up, just for their Instagram followers, sets of three colours, about 60 grams of yarn. Um, and the only proviso was that you had to talk about it on Instagram and show what you made with it and tell them what you think of it. And I thought, that's fantastic. That's a really wonderful way in connecting with your followers and also getting the fantastic story about your yarn out, spreading it further. Now, if you've seen the little grey sheep at, at wool festivals before or online, you might have seen their Hampshire. I think they've done it in a double knit and a chunky before now. And this is the first time they're doing a four-ply, and this is what they said, uh, say on, on the Instagram. The yarn is a careful blend of fleece from our own and neighbouring farms in Hampshire, all shorn by Susie and sorted by us on the farm before heading north for washing and woolen spinning. Dyed, hand-dyed, as always, by moi, that's Emma, down on the farm. It's a lofty traditional yarn with a slight bloom. Twelve bundles uh, of yarn were made available for uh, eager Instagram followers to get their hands on. And I thought that I would give it a go and try and see if there was any... Um... Oh, look, I've just pulled pulled my crochet out while I'm in my eagerness of talking. That's terrible. Let me get a stitch marker. I thought, well, I'll give it a go because I, I, can, I can talk about it on Instagram, but I can also talk about it right here in the podcast. And... I'm really keen to find out, try some of this fantastic yarn. Now, it's it's called the Hampshire yarn. I'm not sure if it is 100% Hampshire down. Wellmanor Farm is is based in the sort of the Hampshire borders, so it could be that it's named after the area. And I know that it's their, some of their own flock as well as some wool from other farms in the local area, which is fantastic, isn't it? That great to see people working together to pool their resources to create a really local product. So it could be really a, a blend of any of the local sheep. The Hampshire Down are pretty cute though. Um, but I do know that mainly Gotlands, I think, that the little grey sheep have. And if you've seen their incredible hand-dyed Gotland yarns at any of those uh, the shows that you've seen them at Edinburgh Yarn Festival even wow they're incredible and they have those really very beautiful mini skeins which I believe that the Hampshire four ply is going to be available in as well 
those are so grabbable but it's a really lovely four ply yarn it's woolen spun and there you can see a lot of hairs along the length of the the wool but it is not scratchy wool this wool it's even got a little bit of a sheen on it I would say as well it's been lovely to crochet with uh, it's very smooth through the fingers um, I think it would be probably fantastic for colour work actually I can't you know it's it's got that this woolen spun so it's going to have that great stickability for doing colour work with but I just think it looks beautiful and I wish them heaps of luck with it I can't wait to to finish um, crocheting this square, which I'm using. So I, I, when I snagged a pack, I got the Iris colorway, which has got gray, um, beautiful pink and lilac. And I started off by just crocheting a granny square. And then I did about, let me see, one, two, three, four, five rounds to make a square and then I have since been doing a, a, a mitered square, so um, I'm just carrying on um, building up the each corner um, and loving it, really, really enjoying it. And it's a, as I say, it's a lovely wooly wool, uh, soft through the hands. And if I rub it against the inside of my, my arm, I can feel that there is a prickle there. Um, so perhaps for you guys that don't like the prickle, you wouldn't maybe like it against against your skin, but I just think it's lovely and I think they've done such a beautiful job with it. But really, really lovely and it's now available in the Little Grey Sheep, uh, on the Little Grey Sheep website, which is www.thelittlegreysheep.co.uk and you can buy packs and you can buy those grabbable mini skeins. Uh, so I want to say thank you to Emma for sending me that and I'm no doubt you'll see on Instagram from some of the other people who were lucky enough to, to snag that um, one of those free packs uh, to see what they make with them. But I am very enamoured with how it looks in that granny square, that's for sure. I said earlier there about my fly forward shawl, which Chef Mom 5 sent me the pattern for. And also I have to say a huge thank you to Jennifer, who is Noir M, who sent me the pattern for Isolde's Hugni socks, which, can I just say, came at one of those moments. You know when you're having one of those moments where you're like, dwell with everyone and everything. And <laughs> I was actually looking for, I was really annoyed with the job, a, a piece of work that I was doing at that moment. And I was looking for a virtual towel to throw in and was looking for a like literally was looking for a towel throwing in gif on Instagram when I got the Ravelry message to say that Jennifer had sent me the sock pattern and it completely and utterly transformed my day and just put a huge smile on my face and I love those socks. I've loved them ever since I think it was they were in Knitworthy last year and I think I've had them in my wish list since then. And um, I really like them and I think I might uh, cast them on after my fly forward shawl. And I'm thinking to maybe knit them in Wensleydale Longwood Sheep Shop yarn, which I love. Absolutely love that yarn. You might remember that I knit my Lush in that. And that would be a good 
yarn for socks, I reckon. It's nicely spun. And actually, I should say that Wednesday Longwell Sheep Shop is under new management. And I believe that they have uh, a new shop in Leyburn in Yorkshire. And they have a brand new website where you can purchase online. Now, this was an issue that I'd had before. And because you had gone on to the website to buy wool, you had to either pay over the phone with a credit card or send a cheque. Uh, that's away now and you can buy the yarn via the website and the website is www.wensleydalelongwool.co.uk Another project that I have cast on since the last podcast is Woolly Wormhead's Mystery Knit Along which I always do and we never finish. I I have... I ripped back my skelter in the big whip rip, um, which was last year's one. So I'm determined that I'm going to finish it this year, finish one this year. Um, this year, you can buy the Mystery Knit Along. is available in three styles. So you can have it as a berry, you can have it as a beanie, or you can have it as a slouchy hat, uh, or you can buy all three. And I am knitting the berry, but I might also... Because my lovely friend, uh, Lacey to my Cagney, sent me some awesome yarn this week. And this awesome yarn is Yarnarchy in the UK from Countess Ablaze. And I love it. And it is, again, this blue face and Massam base. And it's gorgeous. And I think what I might do is I, I might wind that. The next clue is out on the 9th of November, which is the day that I'm going on a train journey. So I could I could knit my second clue uh, for my berry, and then I could cast on the beanie in the Yarnarchy in the UK colourway, which is beautiful reds and burgundies. I'm very into the red at the moment, although I've cast the berry on in John Arban Viola in the aquamarine colourway, which I've had for ages and never done anything with it. And it's a really warm, soft, velvety yarn. So I've cast the berry on in that. So I must remember to take the new needle size with me when I go, because that would be very good getting on a train, awaiting my second instalment of the pattern, then realising that I'm on a train for three hours with the wrong needles. That would be rubbish. So, yeah, so it's like hats and gloves and scarves and shawls are plenty here i also finished the babel mittens and the babel hat so i have to block them but i will get pictures up of them shortly as well considering i have this overwhelming urge to cast on all the garments i'm doing pretty well with all of the accessories Let's put the knitting to one side. Now that the podcast has departed the sofa, I can spread out a little bit now. I want to tell you a little bit about the Knitting Goddess. The Knitting Goddess is this month's sponsor. And it's November. And around here, that means two things. It means November is here. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. And it also means that the Knitting Goddess Yarn Clubs have been released for 2017. And... As in every year, they are so exciting. 
For 2017, there are going to be two different clubs for lovers of hand-dyed British wool to choose from. The Colour of Song is one of the yarn clubs and it's a yarn club without a pattern option. So if you just want the yarn and it will be inspired by a colourful song, not colourful as in bad language, but a song with colour in the title or the song, song I guess, and it will be dyed in four, four shades, four colours. So there's an option to get variegated skein or a self-striping skein and you can choose from the Brit Sock base or you can choose from the British wool with nylon base and prices vary. Let me see if I can give you a little rundown to give you an idea. So if you're looking for this just the sock yarn it starts at £17.50 per month or £99.75 for the full year. If you want the self-striping sock yarn option, that's £24 per month, or £136.80 for the full year. If you want the Brit Sock, all of these skeins are 100 grams, I should add. The Brit Sock is £20.50 for the month, or £116 for the full year. Or if you want... The self-striping Brit sock, that's £27 per month or £153.90 for the full year. And then you've got your postage on top of that. The inspiration behind the club was uh, came from a print that hangs in Joy's Kitchen called Colour of Song, uh, which is a brilliant idea. And I think that's an absolutely excellent idea. How fantastic to be inspired by songs with colour uh, to create yarn with. That's, that's wonderful. The second club is the Circle Club and each parcel will have a yarn and a pattern, although you can choose to go patternless with this one. Uh, and the patterns will be sock designs from the awesome Claire Divine. Claire's six patterns are going to explore different methods of sock construction with an emphasis on fit. Anyone who has knit a clear divine pattern will know that they're really fun to knit, that you invariably will learn something new and valuable and that there's always something in the pattern to keep your interest and that's awesome. But then you team that with Joy's hand-dyed <laughs> and you've got a party on your pins. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. But I'm going to say it. When I visited Joy, I saw all of the colours for this club. And I'm only going to say one word about it, which is the word that I used when I was there in the studio. Sumptuous. Absolutely sumptuous. As I say, there's an option for just the yarn and no pattern. But I am enabler-in-chief here in Knit British, and I would say you should go for the full thing, you know, the pattern and the yarn. It's a fantastic thing, and clubs are a fantastic way of not only a gift to yourself or having someone buy it for you, but, you know, something to show 
um, that's been designed specifically in that yarn and those colours. I think that, that's an awesome thing. Again, you can choose from the Brit Sock or the British Wool with Nylon. And the prices are uh, different according to what you choose. The Sock Yarn, 100 grams plus pattern, £21.50 per month or £122.55 for the full year. Uh, without the pattern, £17.50 a month or £99.75 for the full year. Brit Sock plus pattern is £24.50 per month or £139.65 for the full year. And the Brit Sock, no pattern, is £20.50 per month or £116.85 for the full year. And then you have your postage on top of that. All of the information is available if you go to www.thenittinggoddess.co.uk or if you go to the show notes for today's episode at www.knitbritish.net forward slash ep hyphen 70 episode 70 uh, <laughs> then I have linked to the prices and the information that you need and it's called the Circle Club uh, because uh, as Claire says, from ancient cultures to the modern day funfair, these designs draw on inspiration from a range of diverse sources. When Joy approached me with her colour inspiration, I instantly fell in love with that idea and couldn't wait to get started with the design process. After lots of sketching, I knew I wanted to embrace the circle without restricting myself to a single inspiration source. Love that. So that's, that's, that's going to be awesome. And if you're into clubs or you want a club, to join a yarn and pattern club for 2017 or you want to hint wildly at your loved one to get you one for Christmas then this would be an awesome one to go for. What I, I love even more is that there's a little extra option to add an extra 20 grams of yarn to each club uh, f if you have large feet. <laughs> I love that! Awesome. Um, in other Knitting Goddess news, Joy has a new base, and it is the BFL and Massam. <laughs> Can I just say, I know this is the third time that I'm mentioning it on the podcast today, and I mentioned it on the podcast last time as well. This base is incredible. It's Blueface Lester and Massam. The Blueface Lester is creamy um, coloured, and the Massam is a slightly kind of oatmeal-y, silvery oatmeal-y colour. And they're together in a natural colour. It's amazing. It's awesome. But when it's dyed, the highlights and lowlights that you get and the variations you get just from having those two natural colours spun together is incredible. And I really, really have to say that lots of dyers are using this base, but everyone is doing their own thing with it. And it's incredible. Joy currently has the four ply, which is quite a new base. And she's designed the soft ruffle shawl, which totally shows off how lovely and soft and wooly that four ply is. And it's going to be available in kits for the Knitting and Stitching show. But it's also available in the shop right now. At the time of recording, please do not come and shout at me if there is none left by the time this goes out. Uh, with a 100 gram skein of natural and a 20 gram skein of dyed for £13.50. And I think that's incredible value. And you'll see what I mean when I, what I say about how awesome it is in its natural state and how beautiful it is dyed. And together, it's gorgeous. And this soft ruffle shawl, which I saw Joy knitting when I when I was 
visiting her has this incredible pop of colour on the edging and you can have a knitted edging or you can have a crochet edging and it's a really lovely simple shawl uh, that's really going to keep you warm and really really going to show off that incredible yarn and she will be adding the double knit to her um, shop soon too I'm not quite sure if that's before or after the knitting and stitching show which is happening in Harrogate from the 24th to the 27th of November if you get the chance to go there do go over and see Joy and her awesome yarns for yourself and squish that BFL Masm. And if you can, buy it. And it's it will make incredible things. So really, it's fantastic for garments and accessories. And it's really one that you're, you're going to love. So do go over to www.thenittinggoddess.co.uk and have a look. Of course it is November time again, it's November so it's November and myself and Felix Ford are on the wool campaign again as we do annually at www.wovember.com. The theme this year is the politics of wool and as part of Wovember activities Felix and I are heading to Bradford to go to the Howarth Scouting and meet Martin and Adam Curtis. And also meet representatives of the Campaign for Wool to discuss the open letter that we sent in September. So we will be reporting back on that. Uh, you can always do your own bit for Wovember and talk about the wool that matters to you by using our hashtag Wovember2016. If you use that on Instagram, that automatically enters you into our Instagram competition which means that you could win a nice prize at the end of November. But you can also use the hashtag be the change for wool. We would really like you to blog yourself if you can or post on Instagram about the topics of wool and the politics of wool that matter to you and what you can do and what we can do to be the change for wool. So we'd really, really love to see that. We'd love to see you using that hashtag. Uh, we've had a great response uh, so far this year we're not even halfway through so thank you so much for everyone who continues to support uh, what we do there and you will be able to hear next week sometime I think my interview with Joy and with Claire Tunney from Four Ways Dorsets about creating a yarn together and about um, Claire's background or a new new job I suppose um career change from being a project manager to being a shepherdess and um, so that's going to be coming up and I will have that on Knit British in the new year as well and um, that's only going to be available at the moment um, at wovember.com so you should um, sign up for email alerts uh, if you can it's on, on the front page at wovember.com down near the bottom uh, there's a facility to sign up uh, for email for posts right into your email box um so yeah i'm really enjoying that and we are also on instagram now at november wool uh, so do follow us there too bit of a plug there self-promotion and i also on the topic of self-promotion 
I really want to say thank you very much to those of you who left comments on a recent post I did called The Knit British Woolly Muckers, which is an outline of my plans uh, to offer up listener sponsor spots for those of you who wish to support the podcast. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about for a while. It's something I mentioned a couple of episodes ago. I wrote that a long time ago, actually, and I hovered over over publish because, well, to be honest, to be very honest, I wondered what some people would say because it's not something that many people do. It's not a Patreon. It's not a tip jar. And those are things that I do not want to have for Knit British. Uh, it is very much... I guess you might call it a friend's scheme or something like that, but I hate the word scheme. And you know, everyone who listens to Knit British is a friend. So uh, this really is kind of a listener sponsor opportunity. Uh, it's called the Knit British Woolly Muckers. I will be coming up with more information for you on it soon. Basically, there are going to be 10 spots of which you can buy. Uh, you will be like... Today's episode, the episode you sponsor will be, this episode is sponsored by you and um, a tiny little bit about you, although you don't have to do that. And in return for that and for supporting the podcast, there are benefits of sponsoring, which other sponsors don't get, businesses don't get, um, which will include an exclusive Knit British project bag by the Knitting Goddess two skeins of limited edition yarn from Blacker and more details and more goodies will be announced soon. I haven't mentioned the cost yet. I will soon. Um, not not mentioning it because it's horrendously expensive. It's, it's absolutely not. Um, again, it's one of those things that I want to make sure that I get right and I want to make sure that it works for everyone. Um, so yeah, so that's coming soon. I, uh, again, I, you know... There are certain things that I want to do with Knit British that I hesitate over publishing or going forward with because some of you have opinions. Most of you are awesome. Uh, but some people, and not necessarily listeners of the show, but other people have something to say about it. And my life is far too short to be dealing with shit like that. Um, but this, the Knit British Woolly Muckers, is for you and you are the reason why I do this podcast next to wool. You know, I probably still would do it if nobody listened, but it wouldn't be half as much fun. I do this podcast for you and I love doing this podcast. I bloody love it. I love every minute of it and I love every facet of it. And I don't need to make money from Knit British. I'll never, I'll never grow grey and old on Knit British. But if you want to support the podcast, this is the absolute best way that I can think of to do that. That thanks you um, in a special way and makes you part of of the of the proceedings over here. And and that means a lot to me to do that and you know to offer that opportunity. So. So yeah, there's more on that coming soon. I'll be opening up a shop facility. Um, and also, if you still want to support the podcast, but you don't think you want to sponsor an episode, I will have special tote bags coming soon. Uh, again, screen printed by Joy, a different design from the 
exclusive project bags, of course, because that wouldn't be exclusive. Uh, so thank you so much for your blooming lovely feedback that I got on that post and continue to get. You make my heart sing and it makes me, you know, think, why did I spend ages worrying about what other people who probably don't even listen to this podcast are going to think when you guys are awesome and you rock. Um, what else do I need to tell you about? Oh, yes. Do you know what I forgot to tell you about ages ago? Uh, <laughs> I forgot to tell you who won the Cornish tin. I had a lovely skein of Cornish tin from Sonia at Blacker and I got to give that away and it was the Poldest Pink and I had a blog giveaway for it and I forgot to draw it. I, I closed the thread on the date I said I would close it but I forgot to draw it and random.org picked Isa and I'm really chuffed about that. She's in Portugal and so that will be winging its way to you very, very soon. Thank you all so much for joining in with that competition. I'll have to see if I can find you something um, before the end of the year uh, to give away. But uh, that was brilliant and well done, Isa. I have had some awesome books recently. I haven't written notes on this, so let's just have a little read together. So the first one I want to tell you about is Knitting from the North by Hilary Grant. Are you all sitting comfortably? I hope you are. This is 30 contemporary hats, gloves, scarves and jumpers beautifully presented in a gorgeous square softback book produced by Kyle Books and the book is £16.99. Now Hilary Grant, I first found out about her last year at the In The Loop conference in Glasgow where I saw some of her incredible knitwear in the fashion show uh, that they had there and her knitwear was is just beautiful and um she has a website she's also on instagram and twitter um but she has a website where you can see examples of her incredible knitwear and this book means that you can make some of those incredible designs for yourself and i heard about this book coming out a few weeks ago and i um quickly bought myself a copy and it's, it's gorgeous. So let me read you the back of the book. Knitting from the North. Hilary Grant lives in Orkney, islands at the very north of Scotland, not quite the very north, and takes inspiration from Fair Isle and Scandinavian knitwear, as well as stunningly beautiful landscapes to create her own contemporary designs. In Knitting from the North, she has translated the most popular patterns from her luxury Scottish knitwear range and exciting new designs into 30 colourful hand-knitting projects from a simple red-ribbed beacon palm hat and the wave circle scarf to the Icelandic jumper to keep your hands and body warm and spirits high. With expert tips on finishing, advice on colour and yarns and inspirational photography that provides a window 
on life at 59 degrees north. This gorgeous collection celebrates simple, clean shapes that are modern yet timeless. And that is pretty much a fantastic indication of what is in this book. Let me just first say that the photography is incredible. And uh, I've spoken about this before, how quite often in knitting books and knitting magazines, there can be a little bit too much emphasis on the model and or the backdrop and not enough emphasis on the knitted item. But that is not the case in here. The landscape and the knitwear are just perfectly matched and perfectly balanced. And the photography is by, let me see, let me tell you, Caro Weiss. And the photography is gorgeous. As I say, they, they've captured the balance between getting the details in the knitwear and the incredible landscape so blooming well. So blooming well. And start of the book, a beautiful introduction. My studio window looks out onto a large natural harbour sheltered on all sides by a group of islands that are huddled amid the wild stretch of ocean where the North Sea meets the Atlantic. It's a place where cultures meet too. A brackish interweaving of Nordic and Scottish influences. This part of the world is the home of Fair Isle Knitting, with its inventive, cheerful patterns and vibrant use of colours. It's not hard to imagine why, in the long dark winters of the Northern Isles, such an aesthetic tradition might arise. A simple tradition is found across the Nordic countries too, from Icelandic yokes to iconic Norwegian two-colour knits. I am not a traditional knitter, but that aesthetic is nevertheless present in my work. I too find myself gravitating towards bright, cheerful colours and boldly patterned designs. They seem a necessary response to the winters here and the rhythm and the metre of feral knitting remains a constant source of inspiration to me. For this book, with the help of local hand knitters, I have adapted some of my most popular machine knits and designs. Each of the 30 projects use the colour strand technique, typical of Fair Isle and Nordic knitting. Using two different coloured yarns in each row, the book covers techniques such as knitting in the round, double knitting and shaping. Also, in keeping with this tradition, the styles are simple, practical and timeless. And that is so true. That is so very, very true. I think that is, is one of the things that's, that struck me the most um, after the incredible photography is that uh, contemporary and timeless um, designs. So we start off uh, with a really fantastic section on techniques, knitwear care and abbreviations with fantastic illustrations. There is even a section here on how to wash your knitwear, how to uh, guard against moths. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And then we get into the patterns and there is the beacon palm, which is a lovely uh, ribbed hat with a pom-pom. There are fishermen's rib fingerless mitts which would would match totally um, if you knit those two things together. One of my favourite patterns is the dot dash cowl which is worked in the round and there's a twist in there as well. And Saxon hat I really liked as well. Lovely colour work, really nice deep deep rib brim on that which you could turn up if you liked. After knitting the babble hat I'm very into a deep ribbed brim. <laughs> Um, the tied mittens are beautiful. I love this, the design of the barley twist snood. And then there's also a hat um, which matches the barley hat. 
it's got a Scandinavian feel, but it's but it's got this kind of it's very reminiscent of stockinette um, stitches. The the print it's lovely, really really nice. I am so enamoured with this book, you guys. You know this ticks a lot of boxes because it's got lots of lovely cowls, circle scarves, different mittens, some some fingerless, some uh, with fingers, some with little flip tops. Lots of gorgeous detail. Um, the Icelandic jumper is beautiful. And you know the other thing that just really floats my boat about this book is that it's all knit in Jimison's of Shetland yarn. So you know it's not only gorgeous but it's going to be cosy. I really, really, really recommend that you have a look at this book. Uh, put it on your wish lists for Christmas. It's not only a gorgeous book to look at, um, and enjoy. It's beautifully laid out. There is even an index which always ticks boxes for me. I cannot abide big books without an index. I didn't expect to find one in here but it's incredibly awesome. Love it. A, a really spectacular book and well done Hilary Grant. I think there are a lot of people who see machine knitted items and think I'll try and deconstruct that and make that for hand knitting. And I just think it's incredible that you have taken the designs f that you have made on a machine and and thought to to parse them for, for hand knitters. I love it. I just think it's incredible. And your book is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So that's Knitting from the North, 30 Contemporary Hats, Gloves, Scarves and Jumpers, by Hilary Grant, published by Kyle Books, www.kylebooks.com. Uh, it costs £16.99. You can also buy it from Hilary Grant's own website. Well, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Another book that I bought recently is Mad Colour by Tin Can Knits. Now I'm a big fan of Tin Can Knits. I love their patterns. I have knitted many of them and I... I'm always inspired by what they do. I love that their patterns. I remember the first time I knit one of their patterns and I was like, is this is this all the instructions? I thought <laughs> I thought there was something missing. But no, there's nothing missing. They just don't make it difficult for you. Uh, and their patterns are always fantastically laid out and you've got all the information you need there and should you need any more information, they always have a backup of incredible wealth of knowledge at their website. Um, which is tincanknits.com, I think. Um, yes. And they brought out Mad Colour. I have a few of their books. I have Pacific Knits and I have Great North, Knits from the Great North and the uh, Road Trip book and I have the Hand Made in the UK book and I haven't uh, bought one since the Road Trip book because they went off and had more babies and then they brought out a couple of baby books and that's awesome but that wasn't my focus I didn't need a baby book um, but they brought out Mad Colour and I was like yeah I'm gonna have me a bit of that this is a glorious book it is totally and utterly colourful let me read the back for you bold bright modern knits Mad Colour is all about play dive into your stash fish out your hidden treasures and mix it up with five garments and a kaleidoscope of accessories, all size from munchkin to mama, this collection is designed for experimentation. Get ready to overdose on rainbows, polka dots, stripes and a whole lot of sweet, sweet ombre. I have to say, my favourite thing about Tin Can is, is that everything is, is from baby size to, I think it's 5XL, which is 
is is incredible and nobody else really does that and does it as well as Tinka and Knits do. Um, always just love to see what they've got coming out. And this book is lovely. I would say I was a little bit surprised because there's a few patterns in here that have been previously released and I and I do own. Um, but I guess they haven't been in a book before, so it's quite nice to have them within one of Tinka Knits books. So not quite a four size book. Uh, really thick, uh, glossy pages, beautifully put together. And there's a lot to see because, uh, of course, another thing about Tinka and it's is great photography. And they always rope in their fantastically gorgeous children and chums. Lots of designs in here. Uh, the ones that jumped out at me, um, as I say, I've not written any of this down. We're just we're just flicking through, having, having a little flick, flick through. Um, the triptych mittens which are gorgeous, um, with the triangle pattern, which I think um, this pattern might be called flying geese, perhaps, um, when you see it in Scandinavian knitting. Um, really nice, cosy, cosy mittens, colourwork mittens. There is a, a plethora of incredible hats, which are just beautiful. So there is the, the prism hats, again, with this beautiful uh, triangles, there, uh, there's hats with uh, dots and stripes and there, then there's a section on stripes so we have things like the bounce blanket which you might remember I knitted um, not that long ago actually this year um, for a friend then there's the burnished shawl which is um, garter, stripes and lace it's going to be nice and squishy um, one of my favourite things in this book is the awash, um, which can be a scarf or a stole, and you can knit it in any yarn weight. So you really could just go to your stash and see what you had. Um, I kind of love that. And I think they do that with their blankets as well. You can knit them in any age that you like. I really love the 1999 jumper which has a mesh front which kind of reminds me a bit of raving not that I went to many raves do you understand I'm quite the homebird type um <laughs> there's the undertone cowl which I love which has um, colorful stripes and uh, slip stitches running up really nice um just a really 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 lovely book cute photography um the pop blanket is in here as well and the Wenlock jumper, which appeared in uh, a pom-pom. Uh, really nice to see that also in a kid's size now, which if I was going to be knitting Christmas gifts, then I think I would be doing that for some of the little girls in our family, but I'm not. <laughs> so Mad Colour, Bold and Playful Modern Knits by Alexa Ludman and Emily Vessel. Tin Can Knits, get your colour on. It's £15 that uh, I got it from Ginger Tooth Studio. You could probably get this from your local yarn store or you can definitely get it by visiting www.tincannits.com. The third book that I have, and this one I was given in full disclosure from uh, the Shetland Times, and it's a Shetlander's Fair Isle Graph book, uh, which is the latest book by the Shetland Guild of Spinners, Knitters, weavers and dyers. I'll read the back of the book for you again. 
The Shetland Guild of Spinners, Knitters, Weavers and Dyers, Dyers was formed in 1988. Members meet most months to provide and enjoy workshops, share knowledge and explore textile-related crafts. Guild members also demonstrate their skills when requested. A newsletter is produced regularly and the Guild has dedicated a group on Ravelry and a Facebook page. Income from the sale of this book will be used by the Guild to continue and promote all aspects of traditional Shetland textile skills. In the mid-20th century, Shetland's professional knitters designed and knitted hundreds of feral garments each year. The knitting charts reproduced here in this book are from two original design books, which include both Isle and Norwegian-inspired motifs. The charts are aimed at the adventurous knitter who wishes to be inspired by classic, authentic Shetland Farrell patterns and colourways. Now, what I should say, first of all, is that although it says there that this the charts are aimed at the adventurous knitter, what it does say at the very start of this book is that we should perhaps make it clear that this is not an instructional pattern book. Now, let me explain a little bit more. This book, uh, which is a lovely A4 size book, soft back book, contains reproduced patterns of two design books that were unearthed by a member of the Shetland Guild of Spinners, Weavers and Dyers. The notebooks date from the 1930s and 40s and were in the possession of William Henry, who was uh, in charge of the knitwear department at Anderson & Co., which is still a shop that's um, running in Chitlin today, um, during the mid-20th century. It's not sure whether Bill Henry compiled the books himself or if it was compiled by several hands who worked in the knitwear department at Anderson Co. But the patterns in the book reflect the kind of feral knitting purchased by the company from self-employed knitters in Shetland during this period. And in addition to a, a, a preface from the Guild um, about these two graph books, there is also a really fantastic introduction by Carol Christiansen, who is the textile curator at the Shetland Museum, about Anderson and & Co. and the patterned knitwear trade in Shetland and the knitters involved and the patterns. And... When I opened this book, it fell open. Um, I I sort of was I was looking through it, and it fell open on page thirty six, um, and it I it really made me take a a breath because I I have seen lots of feral patterns. Those of you who who have been with Nipish for a while might remember that I did a blog on my own nanny's pattern books that we had found and you know for the most part those were dotted out you know sometimes in pencil um, usually in pen we have ones that are done in red and green pen that she or my granddad had had dotted out or or crossed out on graph paper i haven't seen patterns like this that the the squares have been fully colored in in the colours that would have been used to knit um, the pattern with. And truly, this is an incredible find. It's not only incredible in the sense that 
this exists and it's th it's thankfully fallen into the right hands that it's not molded in a way somewhere and has become moth-eaten and well my own granny's ones have got fag burns <laughs> fag burns and things on them but it's incredible how strong the colors are and just how amazing this this is and it and it's such an incredibly important find and I'm so glad that the guild have de have decided to to publish it publish it in, in a in a book form. I did think in the beginning when they talked about the book coming out that it was going to be an instructional book. I'm very glad that it isn't in a way because I mean there are some uh, little mistakes here and there. But it's just an absolutely glorious thing to look at. And the sort of ethnology graduate and the, the you know, library and archive lover in me is just, it just oh, oh, it's just beautiful. There's connections to, not only to Shetland's past here, but... I think people are going to be inspired by by this book for a long time and, and making that go on. And and that's really important. And I think that's something that's that's really inherent in, in Shetland, especially in Shetland Wool Week, that if we don't talk about traditional knitting, if we don't share patterns, if we don't share the knowledge, then things like this will get lost. And no one will be able to enjoy it. And so it's it's a really lovely book it is 100 pages long it costs 20 pounds the paper is a good quality high quality print i think that you'll look at some of these patterns like the glove patterns and the mitt patterns you could read this next to felix ford's awesome knit sonic color work source book and with the knowledge and skills in there put something together that not only harks back to Shetland's past, but is inspired by it every day. My goodness me, the pattern on page 38 totally reminds me of, not even anything Shetland, it reminds me of a, of a woven rug or something. It's just beautiful, really, really beautiful. And I, I think that anybody who loves Shetland knitwear, who loves uh, stranded colour work, who loves... Uh, Fair Isle, who just really appreciates a pattern, is going to adore this book. Fortunately, well, not unfortunately, in some ways, this book was published just before Shetland Will Week and it's nearly completely sold out in Shetland. It's currently going through a reprint. It was also available from Jimison Smith and, of course, because of this issue, it's not there at the moment. But I have it on good authority that... It will be going up on Perlescence's website this week. I just think that this will be a lovely, lovely addition to your knitting library and something that you can look through and just feel inspired by and feel a connection to as a knitter. Well, thank you so very much to Shetland Times Bookshop who sent me a copy of this um, to, to review. So that's a Shetlander's Fair Isle Graph book in colour with introduction by Dr. Carol Christensen uh, by the Shetland Guild of Spinners, Knitters, Weavers and Dyers and published by the Shetland Times Shop. So three lovely books. If you have a wish list for Christmas, 
do let your loved ones know about that or drop hefty hints so that that ends up in your Christmas stocking this year. I think that's it. I think that's all. Let's say hello to some of the new kids in the Ravelry group before we go. Let's say hello to Anne Craft, who is Anne from Poole. We've got Sue1292, who is from uh, Sue from the UK. We've got Mad Old Crone, who is Jackie from Wigan. Hello to you. Hello to Jem Davis, Jem from London. Hi to you, Jem. Owl About Yarn, who is Jenny from Cardiff. Hi, Jenny. Also, a quick mention, I must say, talking about Ravelry and things, I was watching the Luli podcast the other day. I don't know if you watched the Luli podcast, but and she's got a cal going, which I think is her first cal uh, over in the Luli group, and it's knit a thousand grams. Um, and she came up with this idea that she really wanted to knit a kilogram of yarn from her own stash before she treated herself to any new yarn. And I really love that. And people were so excited about that and were like, yeah, this is an excellent idea. So she's, she says, there are not any rules. It's up to you. You can include whips. Um, you can include any yarn that you like knitting, any craft that you like knitting, crochet, weaving, macrame. Start when you like, finish when you like. But there will be three motivational prizes for participating between now and the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. People have been posting their kilograms of yarn that they've been stashed out for and talking about the things that they're going to be making. And I love this. It's just so awesome. And I know so many of you listening um, now are going, I've definitely got a kilogram of yarn that I could be knitting up before I buy some more. So going to let you all jump into your stashes and dive for a kilogram of yarn now and think about what you're going to knit with it. And I'm going to leave you. Uh, so please take extraordinarily good care. Wrap up warm because it is cold now. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. Take care of that throat. You're a big singing star now, remember? This California dude is just a little heavier than usual tonight. Really? From where I stand, the sun is shining all over the place. Don't you remember I told you? There's a microphone. Thank you.